The Carter Report presents Living Victoriously. Secrets of Success from Prime Minister Daniel of Babylon City with your host, John Carter. Millions around the world have attended the Carter Report programs and seen the wonders of biblical archaeology. From the treasures of King Tutankhamun to the Great Pyramids of Giza, vast audiences have walked with John Carter the dusty roads of ancient Egypt. The journey has continued as the masses have gazed upon the palaces of Petra and the stones of Herod's temple. The largest secular crowds attending religious meetings anywhere have exclaimed, at last, here is evidence to believe in God. Please support the Carter Report in its unique mission. Write to John Carter, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358, or Post Office Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260, Australia. Once again, that address is the Carter Report, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358, or Post Office Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260, Australia. Welcome back. We're talking about your fabulous future in the coming new world order. I want you to turn over here to the book of Daniel as we continue on today. Daniel chapter 2, verse 29 and 30. We're getting started, 29, 30. But as for you, O king, thoughts came to your mind while on your bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. But as for me, This secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living, but for our sakes who made known the interpretation to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your hearts. Uh, Just want to tell you folks something before we go any further. When we talk about Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy actually sees into the future. It tells us what is going to happen. It tells us about the great events in the history of the world. Going to see that today. Because God is almighty God, he doesn't live in time. God sees the future as though it were yesterday or maybe even today. So God knows exactly what is going to happen. He knows what is going to happen in America. He knows what is going to happen in Russia. And the great prophecies are written down in this book that is called the Bible. Now notice Daniel 2 and verse 31 to 35. Daniel 2, 31 to 35. You, O king, were watching. Behold, a great image, this great image whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. The stone that struck the image became great mountain. 
and filled the whole earth. This is the wonderful world of tomorrow. I'm going to tell you a secret. I have seen thousands and thousands of atheists come to Christ because of the great prophecy of this metal man and they have left atheism and they have become members of God's church. Yeah. And they haven't just believed because of blind faith. I personally don't believe in blind faith. I believe that true faith rests upon overwhelming evidence. And today we're not talking blind faith. We are talking evidence. Now, Daniel 2, verse 36 to 43. Would you please notice it? Daniel 2, 36 to 43. This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. You are this head of gold. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to you, then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Keep reading with me, please, down to verse 43. Where is your saw the feet and the toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mix with ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. Now this, what I'm going to give you now, is history. He saw a tremendous metal man, and the head of gold was followed by the rest, of course, but the head of gold represents, the Bible says, the kingdom of Babylon. The Bible says this. This was written about 600 years before Christ. Babylon ruled the world between 605 and 538 BC. An atheist can't come along and say this is not true. This is a fact. We're not talking fable. We're not even talking faith. We are talking fact. But the Bible says there would come a kingdom after the head of gold. And we're going to see this as it comes up on the screen. We're going to come now to the great chest of silver. And after Babylon, history tells me, came the dual kingdom of Medo-Persia. Cyrus the Great was the great deliverer of the Jewish nation. This kingdom ruled the world from 538 to 331 BC. This is not religion. This is not speculation. This is simply historical fact but the bible says there's another kingdom which is likened to the belly of bronze and we shall see what this is babylon medo persia and then you have the kingdom which was started by alexander the great 
that ruled the world from 331 through to one around 160 BC. That was the great kingdom of the Greeks. Now listen, I want to tell you folks something. This may seem impossible to believe, but Cyrus, who let the Jews go, Cyrus was described in Bible prophecy, in the prophecies of Isaiah, by name a hundred years before he was born. How do you explain this? Alexander the Great is described in the prophecies of the Bible before he is born. How can we understand that the Bible can tell the future? Let me tell you why. This is a little aside. We live in four dimensions, length, breadth, width, and time. But God lives in not our universe. God is not in time. Time is in God. God doesn't live in four dimensions. God lives in multi-dimensions. And scientists today, like my friend Hugh Ross, are making the assertion that they know today there are at least a dozen dimensions. This is beyond my comprehension. But the Bible says there's a God in heaven and this God can see the future and he can see your future. You hear this? He sees you tomorrow. Not only yesterday, and today, he sees the future. Now we come down to the legs of iron. Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and then you come down to the formidable legs of iron. And history, not the Bible, history tells me this is the iron monarchy of Rome. It came on the scene about 160 BC, some would say it is still ruling today in a divided state. But after the legs of Ein, you come down to the feet. And the feet are symbolic of this. Because we read the text two and a half thousand years ago. The Bible says, the kingdom or the Roman kingdom would be a divided kingdom. It says in this translation, the kingdom will be divided. Now, I say to the atheist, please, for a moment, be rational. Indulge me. How did this man writing in Babylon two and a half thousand years ago, know that the Roman Empire would be divided. And what is more than this, that the Roman Empire would not be followed by another earthly empire, but that these kingdoms would remain in a state of unease, disease. Now today, they've been talking about the European Union. They're not talking about the European Union so much today because the European Union is now 
the European disunion. Britain has left it in the famous Brexit and all over this place, people are uneasy. Hmm. Now, we say to the atheists, please tell me, how did he know? Don't, don't say to me, uh, you're just talking religion and I'm going to block my mind. I want to tell you when I preached in Russia and Ukraine and other communist countries, I saw hundreds of thousands of atheists, including leading members of the KGB, give up their atheism and their communism and become believers in God. There's a God in heaven. And they didn't do it on the basis of faith. They did it on the basis of evidence. You see, so the Bible is not just a book of faith. It leads us to faith. It is a book of evidence so that we can have an intelligent reason why we can believe that there is a God in heaven. You see? Now, read on a little bit further, please. Verses 41 to 45. Whereas you saw the feet and the toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. We know that happened. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. That's Europe today. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men. Marriage was used to bring Europe together. But they will not adhere to one another, which is what you're seeing today. Just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And... Uh, it shall stand forever, inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that had broken pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure, as you have said. Now listen. He sees a great metal man. That is the history of the world. You know where we are living today? We are not living in the legs of iron. We're not even living in the feet. We're living down in the toes. In the toes of time. Some would say in the toenails. <laughs> and the Bible says, have a look at this. Head of God, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. Then you have the division which is called Europe. And we are seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled today in Europe and in the United States of America. I have no time to talk about that today. But I want to say to my American friends, I wish you would go and study the prophecies of the Bible especially the prophecies of Revelation 13, because great prophecies 
are being fulfilled today concerning the United States of America. As one person said, the final movements are going to be rapid ones. So they are. There are things happening today in America which are moving with such force and rapidity that it must make the angels wonder. They must be amazed. And so you come down past all of these great empires. You come down to the legs of iron, the Roman Empire with the Caesars. Then you come down to the feet, the division of the Roman Empire. And then you come down to the very last days. And then there comes the stone, which the Bible says is the kingdom of God. Don't think people are running the world. We sometimes get afraid about political leaders. They are not in charge. Thank God. I want you to know this. The stone is coming. It's the kingdom of God. And this stone is a supernatural stone. I want you to see it again. This stone is symbolic of the kingdom of God. And so the next great kingdom in this world is not going to be the kingdom of man. It is going to be the kingdom of God. Uh, Listen to this. The stone isn't Mr. Trump. (laughs) The stone isn't the leader of the Chinese. The stone isn't Mr. Putin. (laughs) The stone is not that guy from North Korea. Not just Korea. (laughs) It's not a worldly leader. The stone is symbolic of the supernatural kingdom of God. Because Jesus said, Jesus Christ said, that he would come again. And the stone represents the return of Christ. And God is going to set up a brand new world. This is absolutely amazing. He's going to set up a new world. There's going to be no wars, no poverty, no crime, no sin, no sorrow, and new de- no death. This is the stone of destiny that is coming. This is the new world order. It's not going to be man's world order. It is going to be the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, this is certain and this is absolutely sure. I want you to read another text with me. Would you come to Daniel 2 and verses 46 and onwards? Daniel 2, verse 46 down to 49, my friend. Daniel 2, 46 to 49. Got it? It says, Daniel 2, 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, 
and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Now, now look at this next verse. Also Daniel petitioned the king and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Now, I want to have your eyes. just want to tell you something. These people were promoted. They were made the rulers over the Babylonian kingdom. The day is going to come when God's people are going to be promoted to glory. At the start of the meeting, I talked to you about that big storm, that little chink in the clouds. I saw it with my own eyes. I watched in amazement. I, I saw this, this jet come along. I thought, where is he going to go? He's going to go into the storm. This is going to be dangerous. I'm glad I'm not in the storm. But the captain at that stage saw something I couldn't see. I saw it a little bit later on. He saw an opening in the storm. And he saw the blue sky. And then he saw sunshine ahead. Now listen, there's coming a tremendous storm. I sort of can feel it in my bones. When I turn on television, I can feel that the storm is coming. When I look at what's going on in the world, what's going on in Europe, I can sense, I can, I can hear the thunder. When I visit Russia and Ukraine, and when I go over near the border of Russia where they're fighting, I know there's a storm coming. I know this. When I look at the tremendous deficit that America is carrying, that nobody's talking about anymore. Nobody talks about it. What's happened to it? Has somebody paid the bill? <laughs> $20 trillion, increasing by billions every day. I know that there's an economic storm coming. When I see the terrorism in the world, and the fierce hatreds in the hearts of men and women. I can see the lightning. I can hear the thunder. But this great prophecy today tells me this, that after the storm, there's promotion for the people of God. Now the Salvation Army have got quite an interesting statement. When one of their people dies, they say he was promoted to glory. <laughs> promoted to glory. Now, we may not exactly agree with their theology on the state of the death, but I want you to know this. When Jesus comes, when the stone comes, and this great kingdom floods over the world, God's people are going to be promoted home to glory. They're going to be princes. They're going to rule over the universe. So I want you all to know this. You can have a tremendous joy in your soul. You can have a tremendous confidence. I know so, so many people are afraid of the future. I have no fear of the future because my life is in the hands of God. And so we can have a tremendous 
optimism, not a false optimism, but we can have a tremendous optimism and a tremendous joy and a tremendous confidence and a tremendous hope that just buoys us up and keeps the fire going inside the soul. Because the Bible teaches that the great stone that represents the kingdom of God is coming. Now, I want to pray with you. Would you bow your heads? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this astounding prophecy. We thank you that we can see the history of the world in advance, that God knows the future because God lives in the future as he lives in today and yesterday. And we thank you that this prophecy proves that there is a God in heaven and it proves that the Bible is true. And this great prophecy tells us that after the storm, there's going to be peace in the valley. There's going to be a beautiful home for the people of God. And God's people who follow Christ are going to be promoted to glory. We thank you, we praise you, and we bless you. And we look forward to this great event with great anticipation, anticipation. And we do so in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi there, I'm John Carter in Havana, Cuba, this communist fortress. We're here to preach the gospel of Christ to the public. But more than this, we are running a school of evangelism and biblical studies for the Cuban pastors. 140 pastors coming from right across this wonderful island. And they're coming to join with us to study how best we can meet the needs of the Cuban people. The Cuban people are just the most wonderful people. They're warm, friendly. And I'm amazed that in the meetings every night that we are taking, that I think most of the people there are young people. Now, of course, when I say young people, I mean people up to say 35 years of age. <laughs> they're young to me, but they're so warm and they're so receptive. And when they come forward night by night to accept Jesus, they come with tremendous sincerity. So what a privilege it is to be here in the land of Cuba. But remember to pray for the pastors. 140 pastors are coming from Guantanamo Bay and other places right across this island nation. They're coming to join forces with us. Think of this. They're coming from Guantanamo Bay and everywhere. We're going to meet with them, study with them, pray with them, to devise the best means of reaching this nation for the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for being my special partner. copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, 
Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.